Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. We got a great show for you this week. We've got uh, spoilers, of course. Um, we both played in a modern GPT uh, for Vegas. We both made top eight, so that was pretty cool. So we played modern. Uh, and Stephen, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your day. Yeah, sure. So to the surprise of no one, I played Burn. Yep. Um, didn't really change anything from the PPTQ. That you didn't I, play uh, Bant Combo, though. What, what is I the, didn't. <laughs> what is the combo? Because you kept saying Bant Combo. What the hell is the combo in that? The, yeah, so the night before, I kept I was testing, and I wasn't. I just wasn't losing. I was alternating between Burn and Bant, <laughs> and I just would not lose. So I couldn't. There was no tiebreaker. So the Bant Combo deck is basically Birthing Pod, but with blue. And I can't remember what the blue's for. Oh, it's for... Te- um, not Tezzeret. Tezzeret. <laughs> no, not Tezzeret. That would be pretty crazy. Jace the Living Guild Pact. Yeah, no, exactly. I told you he was modern playable. There we go. Said nobody. Uh, Vincer, Shaper Savant. Ah, nice, nice. Okay. And then, like, sideboard, like, counter spells. So you basically play Wall of Omens, Restoration Angel, um, uh, Archangel of Thune, just a bunch of Enter the Battlefield stuff. Yeah. And you blink... You blink, and then eventually you play a quarter calling, and you grab either the Spike Feeder or the Archangel of Thune and go off. And it also runs the standard combo. So there is a deck still running the Spike Feeder Archangel of Thune. This is exactly what I was suggesting when they banned Birthing Pod. I was like, well, aren't they? isn't somebody going to just keep running that combo because it's so nasty? It, it took a while for people to figure it out. And you were like, no, man, no, it's not worth it. But then you're actually like almost playing the deck. It it's probably still not worth it, but right, uh, right. Yeah, it gets to run four kitchen things, which is good against burn. So that's probably why it's doing so well online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's running three Vincer and three Stonehorn dignitary. What? Yeah, that was the old standard combo. Oh goodness! Lock out your opponent, and he never gets another combat. Yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that was doing pretty well, and then I was like, okay. One more test, and I just entered Burn with like an innate man at at what I thought was one a.m. Mm-hmm. and I won it, but then it was two a.m. and but not two a.m. because <laughs> right. it's daylight savings, so it was right. like three a.m. and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to sleep now. I, yeah. I have I have Burn Burn built and sleep. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, unfortunately, both of us did that where. I was, like, getting stuff ready for the next day, and I was watching The Wire in a total binge, and I was like, oh, man, oh, i got plenty of time. It's just it's 1 o'clock. I'll watch one more episode of The Wire, and then I'll get ready for bed. And then I look, and, I, and it was, like, 1.58. I was like, oh, okay, I almost done this episode of The Wire. And then, like, five minutes later, I looked down, and I'm like, it's 3.05. Oh, no, what did I do? What did I do? So, yeah, so... 
Yeah, we were, I think we were both pretty tired uh, to start the morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I showed up with two decks, actually. I showed up with Burn, and then Alec wanted me to build him the uh, Gerard Fabiano bug control deck. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, like, I, I thought I was missing the Feed the Clan, the two of them, the yeah, sideboard. Yeah, missing. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll look again. I wasn't looking very hard because I was playing Burn and didn't want to put more copies of that <laughs> card in the tournament. But I was yeah. like, oh, whatever. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'm a nice guy, whatever. And so he gets it. He gets the deck together, and uh, I play him round one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. I still beat him two zero. So. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got skull crack. It's not like you don't. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So one round one, and then uh, lost to some scrub playing affinity round two. Yeah. Uh, um, what's that like? Uh, it was really tilting. I, I couldn't believe I lost this guy. Yeah. Speaking of lucky, I mean, this guy like in round two, game three. What'd he do? Turn, turn one, double forge tinder, Burrington forge tinder. Is that, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know you could do two of them. That was turn. Two, that was game two. We never got a game three, Game Steven. two, you're right. We oh, never God. got a game three. I didn't give far. you the – I didn't even give you a win in any way. Come on, man. That's true. No, but yeah, so, yeah, I didn't even know I could do it until I did it. So it was like, uh, Citadel, I don't uh, even remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Something about, like, Mox, Opal. Oh, Citadel, that. Opal, like, Memnite or something, or something. Yeah, it was like Citadel, uh, Opal, Memnite, uh, tap the Opal for... Oh, no, Citadel and Opal, and then I tapped the Citadel to play Springleaf Drum. Which yeah. activated the opal. I used the opal to play a forge tender. I tapped the forge tender to play a f- and the springleaf drum to play a forge tender. That's right. That was my turn one versus burn. It's a good turn one. So, that was yeah. a beautiful, beautiful turn one. Oh, it felt so good. Anyway, I played out of it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, but then the uh, the edge champion. That was. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a difficult draw. A lot of pro red there. Um, yeah. Man, we had a really inter- interesting interaction in that game. Um, so Steven has a uh, Monastery Swift Spear out, and he draws his card for turn. And then he goes, all right, and I've got, you know, I've got one, because I've been cracking in with the one Forge Tender because he can't block it. And he's like, all right, I, I've got one Forge Tender up. He goes, all right, I got to call, I got to go talk to the judge over there real quick. I was like, okay. So he goes and he talks to the judge. He's they're over there, and, uh, and then he comes back. He sits down. He goes, "Okay, move to combat. Attack with swift spear." And I go, "Cool, <laughs> my turn." And I got up. I was like, "Judge, I gotta talk to you." So <laughs> I was like, and then Stephen could even hear me. I was walking away because uh, I was like, "All right, so obviously he's got a skull crack." Now let's talk about this. So, <laughs> so uh, this is interesting. This is useful. So what happens is. Um, with Skullcrack and Burnt and Forge Tender. So let's say I were to block with a Forge Tender, right? And then he were to cast Skullcrack to make sure that I, he could kill my Forge Tender. Um, if I were to sacrifice a Forge Tender, I could prevent the damage that the Skullcrack does, but then damage wouldn't be prevented for the rest of the turn because the spell will resolve in order. So that was that was the ultimate question. So, you know, essentially I said no blocks. I let it through so that I could, you know, sacrifice to to prevent the damage from his skull crack. But um actually it was, what what the idea the I I just realized what the the right play was. What was it? 
just block with the forge tinder and sack that forge tinder. Uh, yeah, because that would actually, because yeah. that would make that. Well, you were you weren't going to cast another spell, so no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I knew that I knew that you weren't really going to. Yeah, but you're right. If I would have just sacrificed the fortune, I would have countered the spell entirely, and damage wouldn't be prevented. Mm-hmm. So that's good to keep in mind, anyway. Well, 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 no, 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 that's not true because you're not targeting the forge tender. Yeah, but you can prevent all damage from that one source because you're going to sack a forge tender anyway. So you prevent the one damage getting through from the or the two damage from the uh, Swiss spear block and yeah, then block. do it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you just completely fog the turn. Yeah, but I think I think you might not have cast the the. Did you cast it right away? The skull I crack? don't recall actually. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. That's right. Because I think I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't want him to. You know, I don't want to lose my forge tender. So, you know, I was just hoping you wouldn't cast it. I think I don't remember exactly how that worked, but it it was it was a really interesting uh, series of plays. Um. So anyway, go on. Anything else interesting happen on your way to the top eight? No, I I won out uh, and got to the top eight. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, any weird decks did you you got to play, or any weird decks you saw? I did see that in the top eight as well. I played against it. Um, the round. Oh, did you did you play it? I didn't actually get to see it ever. So yeah, tell me I about played this. I played against it, but like my deck's just so fast that uh, it doesn't really get to do its thing. It's essentially uh, it, it's an all time warp deck. <laughs> it's uh. What is it? It's 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 all the uh, Howling Minds. Yeah. Including uh, Dictate of Crufix, I think. So it's running the Dictate. All right, all right. Yeah. And Howling Mind itself. Right. Um, and Elixir of Immortality. Man. And then all the Time Warps. And uh, some card, I can't remember what it is. I think it's an instant. And basically, you, your opponent doesn't get an untap step, essentially. And then the win condition is Thassa. So what what is so Thassa just attacks or yeah you you either deck your opponent or Thassa gets devotion turned on from the from uh, the dictates yeah wow huh and then it makes itself unblockable and and starts attacking that's pretty amazing I wonder who do you know what won the tournament I actually don't no yeah neither do I and I played uh, Eric in the top eight he was playing twin. Uh, he's a very proficient modern player because it's his favorite format, and he's been playing his deck for a very long time. Um, and man, it was it was tough. It was a really grindy match. Um, game two, I had a really interesting play. So uh, he got he drops the Vidalkin Shackles, which I gotta admit was the absolute last thing I was expecting to see. Uh, but he played a Vidalkin Shackles, and I had. You know, I had land creatures that were lands. I had things, and I had to try so hard to keep him from gaining control of my creatures. So, essentially what I did was um, he activated his shackles on my Blink Moth Nexus. This is my one of my only outs, because I, I was just dead on board pretty... I mean, not dead on board, but I was dead. And I was like, alright, so what I gotta do is I gotta just slip this through. So... I go to attack with my Blink Moth Nexus, and he, in response, he tries to gain control of it. So in response to that, I had the double black to instant speed equip my... Um, cranial plating. That thing. Yeah, to boost the power. Yeah, so I had to boost the power with cranial plating instant speed 
to fizzle his uh, his Vidalcan shackles effect, and that was really ridiculous. Uh, but I still did not win, so I lost that. And then, uh, what did you play in top eight? I played against Abzan. Okay. Um, oh, what happened? I think game one, I he got to cast two siege rhinos, but it still came down to basically I had to top deck uh, any burn spell um, to to win. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting just knowing your deck because I had a fetch land and I didn't crack it because I run four main deck searing blazes and that would turn off the on demand uh, landfall. Yeah. So just fit th- like because I had like <laughs> a good portion of my lands out on the battlefield already. Yeah. But just thinning your deck f- with like from one extra land actually made your like top decks worse because it made your four uh, outs to searing blaze worse. So. Uh, I had him at two. I had him at four, and with an active lava mancer. So I just need to lava mancer, um, and just burn him for two. Mm-hmm. But uh, top deck to land. So uh, game two, I kept a one lander on the play. But you know that's kind of what you sign up for with burn. Nineteen land burn. <laughs> right. Um, and I had two uh, swift spheres out, um, <laughs> and got him down to four. But then he maelstrom pulsed the swift spheres. And uh, cast two more Siege Rhinos. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah, that's a good card. Uh, Pulse followed by Siege Rhino followed by Siege Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Ugh, not, that's not like, fun. That was basically my plan was like, well, if, if I could just keep hitting him with one of these guys, I can get him into burn range. But not to, not to be because he Siege Rhino, Siege Rhino up to 10, then I was kind of dead. My goodness. Yeah. But that's wow. kind of what you sign up for with the deck. Uh, Eric actually won the tournament. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, not surprising. It's a really good deck. Um, so uh, how do you? So you said you're taking a break from burn now, right? I've had enough of the. Gotta keep this one lander. Hope it. Hope it gets me there. <laughs> <laughs> I want something a little different. Something a little bit more mid rangey. Something with more decisions and leeway, like in the mid to late game. Yeah, I hear that. So just to, just to change it up a little bit. I still think burn is decently positioned. Um, what are you thinking of switching over to? Oh, you know. Do I know? Well, either the Bant combo or we, we might get into it during the spoilers. So as for me with like with the Affinity and with the Tempered Steel, mm, Dispatch was amazing. Okay? Dispatch mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I'm not sure how crazy I am about Tempered Steel in the deck, to be honest. It, it, it was cool when it was cool, but I felt like it was stuck in my hand so much throughout the day. Maybe a side, maybe move it to the sideboard, maybe just get rid of it. I don't know if I want a sideboard with Affinity anymore. <laughs> it's just such a good, it's just so, like, my game ones are so good. I'm like, why am I even changing this? Just sideboard in, like, four Thoughtseize to take out their sideboard cards. Right? I mean, yeah, and I did. I'll tell you, though, I definitely hit a Stony Silence uh, with a Thoughtseize in, in, a, in, a, in a late game. And I was just like, oh, man, that felt good. Mm-hmm. That felt really good. So, uh, just moving on, a couple quick things. At this point, you know, this, these are, I guess these are from last weekend. Um, so, uh, we got our first couple Modern Masters 2 spoilers besides um, the ones that were obvious from the announcement. Um, so, they've spoiled that uh, Tarmogoyf and Karn, uh, not the Silver Golem, but the uh, Planeswalker Karn, are both going to be mythic rares in Modern Masters 2. Ooh. 
Why do you say boo to that? I don't know. Make Tarmogoy for rare. I agree, but I guess they don't want to tank the value too much, and I, it's worth a myth. It's worth mythic rare slot. I think it's good. Like make it really crappy new art and <laughs> downshift it. Yeah. So anyway, so we got those spoilers, um, and then we got a spoiler of the Liliana that's going to be in Magic Origins, and what is this? So weird. So, so um, it, it's a core set, you know, so it's for beginning players. <laughs> so it's a dual-sided creature card that turns into a Planeswalker when one of your other non-token creatures dies. So it's just simple as that. It's easy. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that the fact that – I think that this is proving that this is not going to be that same kind of core set. This ain't your grandpa's core set. Right. And, you know, meaning like us. So this is like this isn't like Mr. Pib. This is Pib Extreme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in corset form. Liliana, heretical healer, is a one black black for a two three legendary creature human cleric, mythic rare obviously. It has life link. Whenever another non token creature you control dies. Exile Liliana, heretical healer, then return her to the battlefield, transformed under her owner's control. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Because getting a 3-mana planeswalker isn't enough. Mm -mm. So now, you also get a 2-2 zombie. And then Liliana transforms to become Liliana, defiant necromancer. And uh, starts with a base loyalty of three, has plus two, each player discards a card, minus X, return target non-legendary creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. And it has minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever a creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Ultimate's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I think it's okay. I, I mean, I think this is a good card. Um, this is a weird. I mean, these these are weird. So I think that just to confirm, when this dies, it's a creature in your graveyard. When Liliana dies, yeah, Liliana goes back to your graveyard as as a creature, a creature, just like Delver. Right. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, it's supposed to be the story of how she became a planeswalker. She was a healer, but she 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 wanted to to heal even the those that were were destined to die, and it you know that's you know that's that's the forbidden art, the necromancy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she returns someone to the dead, but it's not you know a healed person. It's a it's a zombie. So she's just like whatever. I'm a necromancer now. Boom. <laughs> I guess this is what I do. Deal. It, it. Seems like a really good card. I oh, mean, it seems fantastic. Yeah, it does. It seems um, to go like. In so Saito had that mono black humans like aggro deck. Uh huh. So you play a bunch of one drops and you just drop her and just swing in and do they really want to block? Because you're gonna get a lot of value. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you get a zombie too. That's the mm -hmm. craziest thing is that it basically the creature that dies gets replaced and yeah. you get a Liliana. And it's probably a, like a one or two drop, so you can just minus two her, bring it back to the battlefield. <laughs> wow. So now you have a Planeswalker, a 2-2 zombie, and the creature's back. So that's what you get. That's what you get hmm. for blocking. Or you can use this with Butcher of the Horde. 
that's not bad either. Nah, it's not bad at all. You sacrifice a creature to butcher, flip this, um, you get a zombie that you can sacrifice. Um, when butcher dies, you know, butcher dies the next turn, you can minus four, <laughs> get butcher back, sacrifice the zombie, swing. I mean, whoa. <laughs> that those two cards are going to be in standard together for uh, what a year uh, at least six months right yep so and then we also found out that um the fall set is going to be battle for los angeles by rage against the machine apparently uh pretty exciting uh got to see them on that tour uh they were really great in concert i can only imagine how they are as a magic the gathering set boo so, yeah, no, I mean, obviously I'm kidding, but Battle for Zendikar is going to be the fall set. Uh, so, I guess that means that's where we're going to get the enemy color fetches reprinted? No. No? No. I want, for once, I just want, I want Wizards to disappoint everyone. <laughs> so, you're saying no for troll points? Yeah. Okay, well, no, there's no way. That would be the most disappointing thing ever. It's like, Zendikar, here it comes. And then they didn't reprint fetches in it. That would just be, that would be rude. Like it wouldn't even be <laughs> like, like wrong. It would just, it would be straight up rude of them. It'd be like uh, if they never printed the Shocklands and returned to Ravnica. Right. <laughs> That'd right. be so awesome. Right. It's like, wait, what? Are you kidding me right now? You know? What well, I mean, they're, um, what, they're not going to reprint Jace the Mind Sculptor, but you think about that when you think about Zendikar. Well, no, you think about. Goblin Guide. Yeah, you think about Goblin Guide. Well, so do I. But yeah, so obviously it seems like the fetches will be reprinted. And then you think that there'll be a lot of Eldrazi? I don't know much about the lore. Um, I mean... Yeah, you know. so if there's like there's like a picture and Gideon's in it. And in the background is some giant Eldrazi-looking things. Oh. So, I, I mean... <laughs> okay, well, that's a good indication, I guess. <laughs> I think they'll... <laughs> so, I, 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 you know... I've got a I've got a source inside Watsi that that has it that Gideon will be in the set, and some Eldrazi looking things will be in the set. Also, wow. hedrons, lots of hedrons. <laughs> they should make like a three three artifact. And it's just a hedron. It just doesn't do anything. <laughs> they already had dark steel relic. Oh yeah, I forgot about that card. <laughs> it was like it was like zero, right? It cost zero, and it was just an indestructible artifact that did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Why did that never get to see play? I, you know, I don't know. Oh, man, it could see play with Altar of the Brood in Modern. Um, Is there some way where, like... No, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> I almost took you seriously. Yep. That was dumb on my part. Shame <laughs> on me. Yeah, how dare you. I know. Um, Let's get to the good spoilers. Yes, please, please, please. So, uh... First off, uh, I know you've got – I want to just hear what you have to say about Atarka's Command. First of all, you probably want to read it. You know what? I do. Yeah. It's uh, red-green. That's it. Red-green. Yep. Two converted mana cost. It's an instant. Mm -hmm. And you choose two, just like any other command, from the following four options. Option number one, your opponent can't gain life this turn. Yes. Option number two, Atarka's Command deals three damage to each opponent. We already got a skull crack. <sighs> Got a skull crack that doesn't target, so take that, Leyline of Sanctity. Wow, uh, you're right. Yeah. So already, better skull crack. <laughs> yep. And we got two more options here. 
option number three, the least useful one, the one that's not going to get used a lot, but, you know, still good to have. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So it's ramp. Mm-hmm. Option number four, and the, the best option, is uh, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain reach until end of turn. That's awesome. You think that's the best option of the four? Oh my god, are you kidding? No, I'm not. Why do you think that's the best option of the four? Uh, I'm thinking for standard. Like, you have a mono-red deck. I mean, you'll you'll routinely have, like, three creatures out. Yeah, okay, I guess if they, right. if, they, if they don't get blocked, I mean, <laughs> you could have this thing effectively deal six for two mana. That's That's so far above what you get for two mana, it's just insane. Yeah, okay, I can see that. While retaining the option to prevent, like, one massive life gain from you know, mastery of the unseen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's one thing that, that I've been playing a lot of the mono red deck and standard for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. And, uh, if anyone's listening and is going to the SEG open play mono red anyway, uh, that's, that ends my public service announcement about mono red, um, in standard. Like I've been looking for a skull crack effect in standard. Like it's exactly what that deck needs mm-hmm. because so much of the life gain right now, you know, it's not scavenging use. I mean, yes, there's Courser where it's like repeatable life game, but that's only one at a time. The stuff that like puts the game away is, uh, oh, Nylea, Disciple of Nylea or whatever. No, it's Disciple, yeah. Yeah, where it's like a gigantic life gain or it's one big, because normally you end the game, but for one activation of the Mastery of the Unseen, where they get one big life gain, just put it out of, put it out of reach, but this just takes care of that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Best of the best of the cycle command uh, of the command cycle. Uh, there's not going to be a better one. <laughs> I'm already calling it. Yeah, the the red black one is just straight up garbage. People really like it. I don't really. Oh yeah, I I just don't see it. Wow, I would like to meet those people and ask them why. Because hot garbage. Yeah. So I, like with ever with each mode of like that and this command i like broke it out and was like okay well what card is this and how much mana does that usually cost right and like you're actually getting a really good deal with it with the tarkas command um and with you're you're getting an okay deal like you're breaking even on mana cost with the red black one Mm -hmm. but then none of those options are playable in standard right now no one's playing those effects and they wouldn't right so like i just don't get it it just seems like four very underwhelming effects and yeah choosing two is good but i just don't see it at all whereas the red green one i'm like yes i need all these effects mm-hmm. these are, these yeah are all like super good it's like i only get to choose two that's how you know it's good yeah you're like oh i want to choose more of those like in the in the opponents can't gain life i mean there's not really another card that does that in standard other than uh Erebos right now right which is not right. red <laughs> so yeah, and cost four <laughs> so yeah i love Tarkus command i think it's fantastic uh, modern staple, standard, obvious staple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be, it's easily the best command, not close. Does it change the way you're going to build your, uh, your burn deck in modern? Cause I mean, the deck's set up that like red green's not challenged, but it's not trivial to get to. It's like, it's harder. It's a little harder than that. So I'm not sure. I, I can't see it not being in the deck. Or would it just be like a, a fifth skull crack or something for mana cost? Uh, it could be because like routinely you'll have like, I don't know, two or three creatures out. Just have a goblin guide and uh, monster, uh, like a mon. Oh my god, I cannot say. You it. just or- corrected yourself. You said it right, and then you corrected yourself to say monetary swift spear. I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna go with it. No, monastery swift spear and a goblin guide. 
I mean, this is already dealing five damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a pretty good rate. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that. This it's off the charts. Good. I love it. You do, don't you? People people aren't giving it any credit, though. It's like one of the cheapest commands spoiled so far. I don't get it. Yeah, two-mana command. Um, That's dangerously good. It is. It is. Although none of the effects are, like, game-breaking. Like, you're not going to break open standard with deal three damage, but... Yeah, but... but uh, It's just consistency. It's so good. Is, is it... It's players can't gain life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that is amazing. It is. Yeah, so, I mean, you can play it, uh, you can hold up the mana just in case, and if they don't have what is normally sorcery speed life gain, yeah, you just crack in and deal a whole bunch of damage by pumping your team and hitting them for three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. I mean, just Rabble Master in this card. Huh. Like, how stupid wow. is that? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, just... Yeah, Mystic into Rabble Master into this. Double this. Jeez. You could do that on turn on turn three. Turn one, Mystic. Turn two, Rabble Master. Turn three, double Atarka's Command. Yeah, so that's what? So so three, three, a three, three, and uh, a six, two. So six, nine, 12, 15, 18 damage. <laughs> Unopposed turn what? three. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, I, I reside in Magical Christmas Land, but that's not insane. <laughs> no, that's not unreasonable. There's a, there's a red-green aggro deck. And you can yeah. even go up to um, Shaman of the Great Hunt. Or you could just okay. splash this in mono-red. I mean, this plus uh, Hordling Outburst, or, I mean, that runs Ravel Master as well. Yeah, that makes me sad. <laughs> Swiss Spear? I mean, this is just fantastic. It's so good. It's my favorite yeah. card of the set so far. It's going to be can... my favorite card in the entire set, easy. Actually, I no. Can, there's there's one card I like a lot. I can I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I I used a lot of uh, caps lock on our show notes to talk about this, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just ridiculously good. There's nothing more to say. It's fantastic. Ten out of ten. Maybe the maybe, would rant like, about again. A plus yes. plus. Yes. <laughs> what does the Silumgar's command do? You want to read that one? Because I just don't know. It's good. Um. Yeah. So it's three blue black. It's an instant, and you choose to. You can either counter-target non-creature spell. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. It's yeah. not a bad attack on. You wouldn't run that card, but it's just it's a nice catch-all in blue-black, which blue-black currently does not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. And uh, destroy target planeswalker, which is awesome. Wow, that's a really good effect. <laughs> yeah, I think all of these are just fantastic. Bounce a permanent. That's neat. Yeah. It doesn't land. say non-land. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we were playtesting last night, but uh, you're in the blue-black control role, and, like, once they stick a Mastery of the Unseen or any kind of enchantment that's problematic, there's not really an answer that blue-black control has other than, like, Perilous Vault or... Vault, and, yeah. Yeah. But even... Yeah, I mean, Vault's still good. I mean, man, Whisperwood is so good. It is, <laughs> yeah. Whew. Like it was, it was fun playing as the blue because I'm playing green white uh, devotion this weekend. Um, I was thinking mono green devotion, but why should I play? You know, it's like when I bought my phone. I was like, I could have got an iPhone five, but like I'm buying a new phone. I might as well get the six plus. So I'm playing the green white, 
and I was playing the, the blue-black control deck against the green-white deck you know, just to kind of get a feel for what that deck wants to see against the green-white deck. And um, that green-white deck is so resilient against the control deck, and that makes me feel so good. Like, to, to be playing the control deck and being like, I can't beat this green-white deck because Whisperwood is so good. Like, that's a good feeling, you know, for me. That gives me a lot of confidence going into this weekend. I, we should probably talk about the red-black command, just because we, we already, like, trashed it. <laughs> we did trash it pretty hard. Yeah, so, you want to read it yeah, real quick? it's uh, Kolagon's command. It's one black-red, so it's the three converted mana cost command. Uh-huh. Uh, choose two. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So just raise dead. Boo. Yeah, boo for Yeah, real. no one would play that right now. Uh, target player discards a card. Also, these are just like one black mana cards. Like, they're right. not good. Uh, destroy target artifact. So uh, basically destroy target Whip of Erebos. Right. Which is not getting played at all right now. Although, I think that deck's actually semi-well positioned right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kolagon's command deals two damage to target creature or player. It's a shock. Meh. Yeah. What's that all about? I just, yeah, I don't think it's that good. I don't either. Someone was comparing this to Blightning, and I just... What? I was like, you do not know Blightning. You take that back. That's not even close to Blightning. I know. Blightning, Blightning dealt two damage, and you discarded two cards. Oh, no, my friend. It dealt three. Jeez, really? Yeah. Did it? Or am I just totally wrong? Yeah, it dealt, it dealt three damage. What the... How could someone like you cannot compare this card to Blightning? Yeah, I know. How could you compare this card to Blightning? Yeah, uh, severely underwhelming. I mean, I could see this against Control, obviously versus Whip decks if those come back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. I mean, because yeah, get a creature back from your hand. You know, to I, I just don't like. I just don't want to, <laughs> like two of these different effects. Yeah. Like Mardu Charm doesn't see any play. And that's, you know, you get to instant speed duress or, yeah, I don't know. No, boo. Someone said, oh, I forget who it was, but they mentioned Crackling Doom. I think it was someone on the Spike Feed podcast. Like, this, Crackling Doom's the better Kolagon's command. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> those are two effects that you you want both of them. Like, sacrifice right. a creatures with the highest power is better than any effect on this card. And then deal two to the players, like, you know, about as good as <laughs> as any effect on this card. Right. What? I say boo. Why? So far, my least favorite command of the cycle. I agree. I agree 100%. I think that it's the worst one. Yeah, the blue-black one's really good. It is. It is really good. And I think the blue-white one's really good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the green-red one, I don't think that you're exaggerating. Like, I think that, that this card is outstanding. And, they, I mean, if it cost... If this card cost... They could have put a one next to that red this mana symbol. This one could have been the yeah. <laughs> they could have put a one next to that red mana symbol, and you would have been like, oh, "Sweet, you know, That's like not bad." Yeah, this is kind of what standard needs. Right, but like for that cost, it just feels busted. Yeah, I feel um, like this is. It, yeah, I don't. know. Maybe they accidentally costed them. Like maybe this one was supposed <laughs> to cost three, and then the Colagons <laughs> was supposed to cost two, and they just misprinted it. Maybe that's just what it was. The Colagons one at two would still be pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be really good. <laughs> I think a Tarka's command at three would still be better than Colagons command at two. Yeah, 
Uh, so now, anyway, so uh, Death Mist Raptor. Um, Death Mist Raptor costs one green green for a 3-3 three, three Lizard Beast with Death Touch. Uh, this is a Mythic. I don't know if this should be Mythic in a set full of dragons, but anyway. It has to be. Anyway, whenever opponent... Uh, Whenever opponent, whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, you may return Death Mist Raptor from your graveyard to the battlefield face up or face down. And then it has Megamorph four and a green. Um, I think this card is awesome. Um, I, do you think that this card is green white devotion playable? Absolutely. Yeah, you think so? Uh, I mean. <laughs> I sound a lot more certain than I actually am. It's worth trying. It's in the right. discussion. Right. Yeah, because it just gets through. It's got death touch. It blocks anything. It gets through because it'll trade for anything. And it's just it's a nice recursive threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you've got that mastery online. You know, you, mm-hmm. you got these things in your graveyard. And, you know, you, you just activate you just turn something over once and you can get all of them back. I mean, this is like Vengevine, you know? Yeah. This would be too good if it had haste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but now at the same time, you can morph a manifest at instant speed or without using the stack. So you can do it end of turn and get them back and they do have haste. Oh, that's true. So you can just wait till end of turn, flip over your creature, get these all back and then swing on your, after you untap. All right, well, it goes right into my blue-green manifest deck. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> you were already messing with that before you had this extra toy to play with. Oh, yeah. I played that week one. Yeah, at yeah. At a PPTQ. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. But this is good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's very good. Uh, why don't you read Zergo Bellstriker, because I'm sure you love this. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he stopped juicing in this timeline. Uh, he's a little yeah. He's a little weaker. He has. He needs to hit the gym. Yeah, this is this is the post EPO era Peloton here. No, yeah. but they, they they're not muscular. But anyway, um. <laughs> Sergo Bellstriker. He costs red. He is a legendary creature orc warrior. Uh, he can't block creatures with power two or greater, and he has dash for one in red. And he's a two two. So he's a two two for red. It's kind of like a Isamaru. Isamaru Hand of Conda with some extra stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. and he can dash in. It's great. 2-2 two, two for 1. Just fine. I don't know why everyone's so psyched for him to ring that bell, though. They're really getting into it in the background. Yeah, ring it! Yeah. <laughs> All right! Uh, I like it. Yeah, he's going to definitely see play. I mean, he's an upgrade in mono red to some creatures that are already played in that, so... Good to go. Absolutely. I like the, uh, the picture that you posted for this card. <laughs> uh, it's from uh, Mishra's Photoshop. And it's, uh, instead of Zergo, it's uh, Will Ferrell with the cowbell. Yeah, it looks it, really good. <laughs> it does. It looks great. Like, And they are, they are super into cowbell. And maybe that's the same thing. Maybe that this is the, uh, maybe this is the Tarkir version of the cowbell. And mm-hmm. <laughs> these are just some cowbell uh, fanatics in the background. Maybe that's what it is. Just big fans. So uh, Dragon Lord Dramoka is a 5-7 for four green white it's an elder dragon it's a mythic rare it can't be countered which i like flying lifelink which i like your opponents cast can't cast spells during your turn which i like i like most of the stuff that's going on with this card yep 
check it out. It's a dragon that has green mana symbols on it that I think I might want to play. It's a good card. It's pretty good. I think, again, I think most of these cards we're going to have to revisit after Hornet Queen rotates. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because I think that Hornet Queen just gets way better once this set comes out. Lots of flying dragons, little bees, killing them. I think I think that's a good idea. You know, Hornet Queen is nowhere to be found right now. It isn't, is it? Mm-mm. Why is that? Mm. Is it good? Is it good? Uh, oh, no one's playing the whip decks. That's why. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've got like one in my sideboard. I was thinking about playing one in the main deck. So this is what I've been thinking about with the green white deck. So um, I mean, I tested against the uh, the tokens deck, right? Mm-hmm. The Jeskai tokens. And I, man, I need a sweeper. Like I need a sweeper so bad because it's just ridiculous. So I was thinking about Hornet Queen, you know, as a virtual sweeper. That costs seven. Kind of, kind of expensive. They usually have more stuff than that. But then I was also thinking about uh, just th- adding a couple Ugans to the deck. Mm. What do you, what do you think? Like no. I mean, like cause... I don't like that. No. No, because if people show up with mono red or the green white mirror. Well, anyway, you can drop Ugin and minus zero to clear out all the tokens at once. Man, just splash black for. I don't want to splash black. That's what I'm saying. That's my. That's the thing mm. is I do not want to like mess up my mana base and uh, and splash black for the uh, for the what's it called? I know. I can't think of it. Doomwake Giant? That thing, yeah. Or in Garrick's Wake. Or in Garrick's Wake. I mean, that's double black at that point. Ah. I mean, that's just that's just super expensive. Like it's like you might as well and that's even more expensive than, I, a, I than an Ugin. But um you know, I mean I'm I know I know you're kind of joking about that one. Kind but of. the the real the reality is I want a sweeper and I don't have it. And I feel like I'm missing something. Hornet Queen would help the Devotion a lot, uh, and is one mana cheaper. Uh, Ugin just does a lot, though. Anyway. Ojutai Exemplars? Two white-white. What? What, what is this card? So, well, it's a creature human monk. I'm glad you asked. He's a 4-4, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, choose one. Tap target creature... Or Ojutai Exemplars gains first strike and lifelink until end of turn. Or exile Ojutai Exemplars, then return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. It's weird. It is. It's a mythic, too. A... This, this one shouldn't be a mythic. Mm, it's pretty good. These mythics, I mean, you've got, a set, you've got a set called Dragons of Tarkir. Yeah. And you've got, like, a, a monk. This could be a 4-4... Four, four... First Strike and Life Linker. That taps down a creature. Like even if this was four four first strike life link and then it had the you know, it could tap target creature or whatever. I don't know if it'd be good enough. Nah. I'm saying no on this one. Yeah. Any not a fan. Any standard play. What do you think? Yes or no? Where though? Yeah, I, I say no. <laughs> I say no. All where right. where would this even see play? Let's just say no. No. Let's just move on. I mean, it doesn't... Yeah. All right. Anticipate. Go. Anticipate is one and a blue. 
uh, it's an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I will say this one does see standard play. Oh, wow. Like, a lot. Because <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Yeah, there's no cantrips in standard, so Ugh. a remotely playable one with card selection is, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. My only gripe is why couldn't they just reprint Telling Time? It, it, nobody played Telling Time. But it's almost the same card. It's actually a little better. It's one in a blue, instant, look at the top three, but you put one in your hand, one on top, and one I know bottom. what it is. Yeah. I think that was the first card that Patrick Chapin ever designed for Wizards. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that card occasionally sees play in modern. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it it would have been it it would have uh it would match flavor wise with the set too. It's all about time travel. Yeah. Well You know they missed they missed there. Yeah. They were actually going to print uh telling time in M thirteen. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna give you like one like little two or three month window with Telling time and miracles still in the set, and it was just completely obnoxious, and they they just got rid of it. Wow. They like they briefly tested that, and they were like, "Oh my god, oh my word, no, no, that no." That would have no. been awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, their little future future league. Uh, someone was just cleaning up with a miracles deck. A ration for most. This is a one white white. It's a 2-2 double strike human warrior. It's a rare. Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, another target warrior creature you control gains double strike until end of turn. I like uh, I like this. It's like a mini titan. Mm. Which I, it's, you know, I'm allergic to oxymorons, but uh, still, it's kind of what it's like. Um, Steven is writing false notes <laughs> no, I was going to ask you if uh, oh. if you think it's sees standard play. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. I'm putting um, you to the test. I'm writing it down. I see. Um, well, I love the fact that this triggers on enter the battlefield mm-hmm. and when it attacks, like just like a titan, which is why I said mini titan. But um, standard play is it? Does it say target warrior? It's, Another oh, target warrior creature. Yeah, that's not that good. Yeah. Um, dependent on a warrior deck. If a warrior deck sees standard play, this sees standard play. If there's a warrior deck, this is in it. You see, the thing is that, like, double strike's really powerful when you give, like, a giant creature double strike. But but warriors aren't very big. They're, right. They're, like, two ones. <laughs> so you're not getting much of a bonus. Like, you might help your tormented hero trade with a courser of crucifix so uh congratulations on that yeah i guess you're right yeah i mean if warriors are good i'm not even sure if this is good <laughs> what about blood chin fanatic though That's uh a three three yeah that one yeah and hey the foremost has double strike too Mm-hmm. so it's not like it doesn't have double strike you know yes or no joe if there's a warriors deck yes okay yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's completely dependent upon... No, I'm going to say no. Even if there is a Warriors deck, I don't see this getting played. Uh, so you said Bloodchin Fanatic? Bloodchin Fanatic. Do you want to read this one? I do. Bloodchin Fanatic. One black black creature orc warrior. He's a 3-3. And for one and a black, you sacrifice another warrior creature. 
target player loses X life and you gain X life where X is the sacrificed creature's power. So what we're figuring out between these two cards is that we gotta find a way to pump our warrior's power. Mm-hmm. Dictate of Heliod, anyone? Mm. Uh, what about Spear of Heliod? Spear of Heliod's a little cheaper. Chief but it doesn't of the pump edge. as much. Chief of the Edge. Chief of the Edge. See, there you go. See, there you go. No, Chief of the Edge plus Blood-Soaked Champion. Sack, Trigger the Raid. Bring it back. Sack it again. Six wow. damage. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like it. That's 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 actually really good. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Give us one more recursive warrior, and I'm in. What do you say? You see, you say it's his play. I, I it, this one does actually depend because like if there is a warrior deck, this is actually in that deck. Warrior deck. I think I think maybe there is a warrior deck. Yeah, that scenario sounds pretty good. I mean, there's 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 enough cards right now that do enough cool stuff. Mm-hmm. That it seems like a warrior deck could actually be playable. Both those cards seem pretty good. I, I agree that the the bloodshed dude is going to be is way better. Yeah, but I think that they're both good. I think that the one at least is a one of. Yeah, there's some good. Uh, there's actually some good three drops now for the warrior deck to get you to the. Uh, oh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he's like the Hell Rider warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. So either him or um, a butcher of the horde, which is not a warrior. No, nope. still really good. What else we got? Den Protector? Den Protector is a 1 and a green. It's a 2-1 human warrior. Lots of warriors. Abzan warriors, dude, is what I've been saying. Hmm. Creatures with power less than Den Protector's power can't block it. We got to pump this power, man. Um, Swings past the Sylvan Caryatid, even though it only has two power. So what if you have this out, <laughs> right? Become immense mm-hmm. and then play a ration foremost and give it double strike. Uh, that would make a ration foremost uh, an actual good card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Megamorph one in a green. When Den Protector is turned face up, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, this is really really good. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the only my only problem right now is that I feel like there are too many cards that are really good with Mastery of the Unseen. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a lot. Look, there's a lot of really good like manifest uh, enabling cards right now. Mm-hmm. There really are. I mean, what can you say about a card like this? You know, I mean, you get a card from your graveyard to your hand on a two-one body. That's really good. Well, it'll be a three-two at that point. Yeah, it would be a three-two. Unless even better. you turn it face up with Mastery of the Unseen. But why would you? Because it's the same cost to Megamorph or to turn it with Mastery. My God, you're right. Yup. Didn't even look that far. Yeah. No, I mean like it's it's just just really good. All right, ultimate price. I don't think we need to say anything. Nope, y'all know it's a good card. Yep. Great, great yep. reprint. They made good to uh, see it. They made ultimate price in red, so that's pretty good too. <laughs> pretty much, right? Uh, they called it. Uh, oh, it's a sorcery. Oh, it is a sorcery. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you figure this has to be a sorcery, that's, right? It's pretty good for a burn spell. It only hits creatures. Yeah, so one in a red sorcery roast. Uh, roast deals five damage to target creature without flying. So you know, without flying is not great, but it kills siege rhino. That's dead it. as hell. Yeah. So right now with the mono red deck and standard, I'm running bathe in dragon fire in the sideboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's just pitiful. This now this is a card. 
Yeah. And hold your head up high and cast this. Yeah, but you can't cast it on a Stormbreath Dragon. But That's okay. You can stoke the flames in. True. I'll say yes on this one, by the way. Oh, absolutely. No, it's not even a question. Yeah, true. We're not even like making a call to say yes on that. Mm-hmm. True. In my opinion. Uh, I am a show. <laughs> sure, Crasher Elemental. Um... <laughs> sell 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 <laughs> what like are people buying this no people are buying Thassa and master of waves <laughs> really yeah huh that's funny so is that really happening wow <laughs> i guess well Thassa's seeing play in modern which mm-hmm. is interesting and makes me wish i i don't know have they spiked no no probably not well, anyway, this, this card seems really good. Um, I guess I'll just read it. Shore Crasher Elemental is a 3-3 for triple blue. It's an elemental. It's a mythic rare. Um, pay a blue. Exile Shore Crasher Elemental. Then return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control. Pay one. Shore Crasher Elemental gets plus one, minus one. Or minus one, plus one. Until end of turn. And then it has Megamorph. Four and a blue. So, I don't even know why you would ever want to cast this for a face down, right? I mean, like, maybe you don't have the mana or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess if you have, like, a Nykthos out in two islands, you have to. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, I, I mean, do you think this card could enable Mono Blue Devotion again? No. I mean, I know you're saying sell, 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 but do you just don't think that the pieces are there even with something like this? I want to. I don't think so. I I just don't feel like it does enough. Really? Yeah. I mean, the the cost is like super prohibitive, so it could only go in mono blue. So it has to be in mono blue. And right. I, just, I don't know. I don't see. I just don't see it. This reminds me of the blister coil weird. I think is what it was. That was like the two drop, the yeah. blue red hybrid, blue red hybrid for a mm-hmm. one four. Yeah. And then you could like pump it. You know, make it give it plus one minus one. This is what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah, but this could be a 6-1 unblockable. How would it be unblockable? With Thassa. Oh. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. So you can you can make this a 6-1 unblockable, and then you can protect it. You can exile it, you know? So, like, if they try to kill it, you can you can exile it, protect it. Sure, but then you just kind of, like, they time walk to you, which I'm, I don't think they're that ha- sad about. I, I Do I think it's the standard play? Yeah. Okay. I think people I say are gonna no. try. I just say I no. think people are gonna I, I I don't think it should see mm-hmm. standard play. I don't think it's that great. I think it's a bit overhyped, but people are gonna try it. I mean in theory alone it seems like a decent idea. I mean maybe you could run this along with Prognostic Sphinx or something. I don't know. No. No? no. Okay. I don't see it. Very well. Um, do you wanna read Dragon Lord Atarka, since you're probably the only one of us that thinks it's even decent. <laughs> sure. It's five green red, so it's a seven drop. No sweat for a, a, a green deck. Uh, legendary creature, Elder Dragon, Dragon Lord Atarka, is an 8-8 eight, eight, with flying and trample. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when Dragon Lord Atarka enters the battlefield, it deals five damage divide as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers your opponents control. So can't, can't hit them in the face, but that's just fine. Is it, though? Oh, yeah, totally. So you got to pay seven mana for this. Yeah. I don't like this card at all. It's an 8-8 eight, eight flying trampler. 
It's way too expensive. You're in a format with Hero's Downfall. It doesn't protect itself. I mean, you're just you're just blowing yourself out trying to cast this card. I mean, probably. But if it, I mean, it can't hit play. If it hit players, it'd be we'd be having a totally different conversation right now. True. Like if you could just seven five to the face, and then if they have the downfall, they have it. Like that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it doesn't hit planes or doesn't hit players, I'm not I'm not in on this at all. I don't know. I mean, if you have a whip, which one do you want to whip back into play? This or the the queen? Well, I guess the queen tokens stick around. That's true. This blows up all those tokens, though. It does. It does blow them up, and it's and then and hits it's for not. Eight. <laughs> yeah, it's for eight. It's true. So you can play it, swipe, wipe out their tokens, and then crack in with it. I'm talking about if you had a whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't like it though. You say no. I say I say no. I'm gonna say yes. All right. I'm gonna skip all the way over to uh, Dragon Lord of Jutai. Dragon Lord of Jutai is uh, three white and a blue. It's a Elder Dragon. It's a five four flyer. Um, Dragon Lord of Jutai has hexproof as long as it's untapped. And whenever Dragon Lord of Jutai deals combat damage to a player, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I think, as opposed to a Tarka, that this could be the best of the Elder Dragons. The, un- the Hexproof is really good, obviously. Um, they can only interact with it in combat. If it gets through, I mean, it's efficiently costed for what it is. You pretty much get to untap with this card that's the good thing mm-hmm. is that you pay your five mana right you get this flyer it sits on the battlefield can't be targeted while it's on the battlefield for that whole first turn you untap with it and then you've got five mana to protect it with through counter spells or whatever um so then it gets through and you i mean you basically get to what is what is the equivalent spell on this? I mean, it's... Um, I don't know. Mini it's Impulse. It's Anticipate. It is. Oh my it's god. It's Anticipate. <laughs> it's Anticipate. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, there's a spell that seems familiar. It's Anticipate. So, you basically get an Anticipate on a stick. I've been waiting for them to print that card. Jeez. <laughs> right? Right? If only they had Anticipate on a creature. It's been so long since we have Anticipate mm-hmm. on a creature. Um, so... I mean, I think this is really good. And I think that, you know, blue-white control is going to be a thing. It's going to be a great deck. Probably might be the best deck after this set comes in. And I think this is the finisher right here. It's a really good card. Um, Getting a lot of tools. If if there wasn't... I mean, if if blue-white players are still complaining after this set, I don't even know what what, what can be done. Because this set is just really doing everything it can. Yeah. I mean, we both think this gets played, and it's really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sarkin, you want to read this crazy, ridiculous card? Sure. Uh, Sarkin, unbroken. So, uh, must be bad. It's not... Yeah. It's not Totally broken. fair. It says it right there. Totally fair. Uh, two green, blue, red. So, he's joined up with a teamer now that no longer exists in this plane. Um, he's a player... <laughs> I'm thinking he's like 
he shows up and he's got like slap bracelets. He's like, dudes, I got my slap bracelets. And everybody's like, man, we're not into slap bracelets anymore. He's like, what? It's like, Sarkin, take that members only jacket off. What are you doing? Where have you been? (laughs) Sarkin, Sarkin, two weeks too late on the trends. No, I don't know. The Chim Pokemon episode. That's what I'm thinking about of South Park. Kyle was just behind on the trends every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. So this is Sarkin of South Park. Please read. Okay, so he comes in with four loyalty. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Draw a card. That's a pretty good start. Then add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus two. Put a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Minus eight. Search your library for any number, could even be an irrelevant number, of dragon creature cards and put them onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. So, um, Chain Veil? No, it doesn't work. I deleted that. Because I thought for some reason that uh, uh, Atarka hit players. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. And then just ping them. Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about in general, just chain veil, team or dragons deck, fill your deck with dragons, chain veil, pump this thing up, dragons, but no, but still. So, yeah, I mean, so I was thinking like you might need the chain veil, but you actually don't. It's actually slower or not as, no, it's the same turn. Hmm. (laughs) If you just Elvish Mystic into carry added into him on turn three, Okay. And then plus two, plus two, turn five ultimatum. And I guess you could just grab uh, the Colagon that gives all your other creatures haste. Yeah. And then a bunch of dragons and then just win the game that way. Yup. Yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> I guess. Or you just get like a bunch of Storm Breath dragons and go to town. Yeah, or you could play a good deck. Mm, could do that too. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, if you – okay, so he – if there's enough, like, rewards for dragons enter the battlefield cards, like, so there was um, – was it that one in a red dragon reward card? I don't even remember what it was. It's an enchantment, Dragon Tempest, and it's whenever a creature with flying oh, enters yes, the battlefield yes, under your control, yes. it gains haste. And mm-hmm. whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals X damage. So you could oh. so you could drop the dragon tempest on two, maybe play. I don't know something on three. I don't know what you're doing on turn three. I'm sorry. Turn four, you <laughs> play a thunderbreak regent. You know it's a four four comes in, pings him for one, swings for four, and then turn five you can either play. <laughs> I guess Wait, it pings play... them. For, it pings them for one. Oh, is it? Oh, does it deal damage equal to the number of dragons yeah. you control? So oh, then okay. you drop your Sarkin and you start minusing him. And now you've got these 4-4 four, four tokens with haste that are pinging. Ooh. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm stretching here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think someone will try it. I think it sees play. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's that great. I mean, it's the it's 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 all part of the uh, five-color dragon deck that you will inevitably try to build and use. Will not take that back. Um, the heck you won't? Are you kidding me? Well, if I'm five colors, it's Chromanticore. You're going to have that in there, too. You're gonna you're gonna put it on a dragon. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, collected company. No. You don't think so? No, I don't like it. Wow. Okay. 
I think it'll see play. I don't like it. It's in modern. No, not in modern. Although people, so, people are talking about that. If it said, I mean, I don't see why you would play this. Instead, I mean, it's you only get to look at the top six. It's not bad. Do you many? Do you know how many times? I mean, they have to be three or less. So you're getting like, what are you getting in a green deck? You're getting mana dorks. You're getting um, cursor of crucifix. Or you're getting fleece main line in the in the deck I'm currently playing. I mean that's it. Like top six cards for four mana that you could have been spent that you could have spent playing a card that you can't reveal off of this. So you could pay four mana and play a Pelucranos. or you could pay four mana and maybe get two mana dorks. At I mean instant speed. I don't care. I would rather play the Pelucranos for four and then untap with it and then do something else at instant speed. I don't want this. I don't want this card in my deck. This card does not fit in my deck. You have no imagination. I don't have any interest in this card. You could play it in a, in a green, like, devotion aggro deck. Oh! I know what you can do. Okay. Uh, so, maybe like in a, a deck with the, the Dragon Scale Regents or whatever. Um, Pelucranos. Uh, yeah, mm, maybe like... So so you, you tap out for this and you go get a Reverend Hunter and... I forget what that guy's called already. Avatar of the Resolute. Avatar of the Resolute. Green, green for a 3-2 with Reach and Trample. And it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. That would be great if you could search your library for those and not just luck sack them off the top six. Well, you just play a bunch of three drops. Nah. It's not, Don't it's like not it. amazing. I'll, I'll admit Don't like it. I say no. I say no. I say yes. Okay. Hidden Dragon Slayer. Hidden Dragon Slayers. One and a white. Lifelink. Human Warrior. Here we go. Another warrior. Mm-hmm. Megamorph, a white and two. Uh, it's a 2-1. It's a rare. Whenever Hidden Dragon Slayer is turned face up, destroy target creature with power four or greater and opponent controls. I like it. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I say yes. Oh, I say absolutely. I, Not I a, say yes. Yeah, I'm just going to be I'm gonna be stupidly confident and say absolutely. This one has nothing to do with Warriors, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think gives it an even greater chance of being played. Yeah. It is a warrior, which is useful, but then it doesn't need to have warriors to be any good. I think Anafenza Kintree Spirit is the like the most underwhelming legend I've seen in a while. It's not that underwhelming, but yeah. So it's a 2-2 two, two for white-white. It's a legendary creature, Spirit Soldier. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, bolster one. And that's it. That doesn't seem good. No. I was thinking I mean, maybe I, in a white devotion <laughs> deck. But you can't even see that my brain went straight to um, the the god, the white god. Heliod? I've been listening to a lot of Father John Misty <laughs> in the last 24 hours, so I thought of something else. But yeah, so but, but those tokens are tokens. So they don't even let you bolster. It's non-token creature. Yeah. If it, I mean, like, if it wasn't non-token creature, this I mean, obviously, this card might actually be amazing, you know, amazing to broken, you know, but it's not. Yeah, if it just comes in and you don't have a follow-up, it's just, it's just bad. 
just a two yeah. two for two. It's a two two for two. That is bad. I don't like it at all. I say no. I changed my mind. I'm gonna say no now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was thinking yes, but yeah, no. Dragon Lord's prerogative for blue blue. It's an instant. It's a rare. As an additional cost to cast, you may reveal a dragon card from your hand. If you revealed a dragon card or controlled a dragon as you cast Dragon Lord's Prerogative, it can't be countered. Draw four cards. Instant speed. I mean, it's essentially just like a crappier Sphinx's Revelation. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of like, you know, what you're getting for your money. I mean, it, it seems really good. and uh, It seems like it fights with Dig Through Time, though. You might be right. Dig Through Time, although, you know, it might get worse um, if there is a lot more control in the meta. It might. Because, you know, countering a Dig Through Time is bad. You know, but this, I don't know. I, I, I think, I say yes. Maybe as a one of. I mean, this always, I mean, opportunity got played, so why wouldn't this? Yeah. Sphinx's Revelation got played as a four of, eventually. Well, which... this is not that. No, it's not, but I'm just saying, like, a card I never expected people to want to see four copies of in their deck got played as a four of. And I think I think this sees a one of. Sure, I can see that. So, uh, Draconic Roar. I think this is really good. Why don't you read this? So, it's uh, one in a red. It's an instant. Mm-hmm. And as an additional cost to cast Draconic Roar, you may reveal a dragon card from your hand. And since this is the red one, it's the most likely to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draconic Draconic Roar deals three damage to target creature if you revealed a dragon card or controlled a dragon as you cast Draconic Roar. Draconic Roar. Why is that name printed so many times in this card? I can't pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) So if Draconic Roar... Wow, it's actually... Draconic Roar is printed on this card five times. (laughs) Deals three damage to that creature's controller. So you get the landfall-enabled Searing Blaze. Which is really good. Yeah. Likelihood of having a dragon in your hand or controlling a dragon when this is cast is pretty high. If you build your deck that way, like. yeah. Well, if you're playing with Stormbreath Dragon. I mean, if you're, you know, I mean, like, this seems like the kind of card you'd be running in a deck that runs Stormbreath, right? Yeah. Yeah, this would be more for the mono-red, um, like, devotion deck, not the mono-red aggro deck. Yeah, yeah. Because so. those would just run lightning strike. Yeah. You know, because there's no point in running this instead. I actually don't like this. <laughs> no? No. It's a lightning strike with upside. It's a bad lightning strike. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. You're right, because it's target creature. Yeah, it's a bad lightning strike oh. unless you have that dragon. Yeah, you're right. Like, at least the blue card, you're getting that effect. You know? Yeah. That's a good Yeah, thing. I agree. Yeah, I don't think this actually sees play. I think it sees play, but sideboard. Yeah, it's got to be a dragon deck. Yeah, a dragon deck has to exist for this to be any good. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a cycle whoa, of... Whoa, 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 I knew you were going to skip Mirror Mockery. You knew I was. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Tell me about this card. Why should I give a crap? Mirror Mockery, one and a blue, so it's pretty cheap. Enchantment aura, enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, you may put a token onto the battlefield. That's a copy of that creature. Exile that token at end of combat. Oh, wait, that's better than I thought it was. <laughs> Well, I mean, you only get that. So it's it's incumbent that you have a lot of interest in the battlefield effects. So you obviously want to get this on like a wingmate rock. Yeah. Or yeah. that dragon that adds a bunch of mana. No, actually, that doesn't work at all. Hmm. 
I'm gonna have to work on this a little bit. I'm gonna get back to you. But Wingmate Rock, think about that. Wingmate Rock sounds really good. Yeah. That seems good. I don't know what other cards off the top of my head. I mean, I immediately just thought Siege Rhino, but then you're in four colors. <laughs> um, but the... Siege Rhino's really good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can see that being good on a Siege Rhino, but you'd have to stretch to blue for that. I mean, in all uh, honesty, this is not going to get played, but... For whatever reason, I was... I must not have read the card right. I was for some reason thinking you only would put this on your opponent's creature. I think it was just because of the art. <laughs> Oh, because it's blocking? I was like, oh, so you put it on your opponent's creature, and then you get a copy of their creature just to trade with. Okay. Maybe the, the little ghost is blocking a card, like a good card you could have Or, no, no. Oh, I just figured it out. I just, I seriously just figured it out. I'm not even joking. All right, let's hear it. You play this in your sideboard of blue-white control versus Siege Rhino. Oh, Yeah. So you put it on their siege rhino, then you get a siege rhino, you get the trigger, and you chump. I mean, you just, you just, you just, you know, block the creature. Yeah. And every turn, you're just draining them with their own siege. Yeah, rhino. they can never. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the play. Like that's the play. See, it's not so you bad. No, it's okay. It's these play. <laughs> yeah. It's these play. It's interesting. Siege Rhino is going to be in the format for as long as this is in the format. Yeah. It sees play. Oh, Hornet Queen. Ha! Hornet Queen. Man, I hate blue. <laughs> well, no, you put it on your own Hornet Queen. No, you put it on your opponent's Hornet Queen. Oh, who cares? They just swing with their tokens. Yeah. Well, you're, oh, yeah. yeah oh, you're yeah. only taking four instead of six. Yeah, never mind is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. All right, let's get to the cycle. Well, then you Bile Blight their, their tokens, mm. <laughs> and you keep them from having to, to be able to attack with their Hornet Queen. Basically says you can't attack with this Hornet Queen anymore. So this is anymore. the blue Doom Blade with upside. <laughs> yes. All right. Glad we got Correct. that in there. Correct. Just, yeah, just loop that for an hour. <laughs> okay, fine. You convinced me. It's his play. Okay, cool. It's, uh, this cycle has a lot of words on it. <laughs> There's a cycle of I'm not, I don't even want to, Do you want to talk about any of these? I mean, they're all really good except for the blue one and the white one. In fact, like like the green and the, the red one are going to see The blue one's fine. It's okay. The blue one, I mean like sideboard in blue white heroic against Stormbreath Dragon doesn't seem bad. It seems better than the Stratus Walk plan. Although Stratus Walk also just serves a dual purpose, mm. but um I mean this seems fine as a sideboard option for that deck. Yeah. That's assuming that deck is still playable. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not going to read them all. But the uh, Self-Inflicted Wound is really, 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 really good. I'm kind of sad they printed this after Lifebane Zombie was just in the format. Um, mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there hadn't been a sacrifice effect at instant speed since the Devour Flesh left the, the... Yeah, that's exactly what Black wanted. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Case Nice is the blue one we talked about. These are all one, like, two mana cost, except for the red one. Uh, the white one is, like, the second worst one, in my opinion, because you need them to do something. Right, right. Because they have to be attacking or blocking, so this is, like, a downgraded, um, was it Celestial whatever? Celestial Purge. Purge, that's right. That exiled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a downgrade. And yeah. <laughs> it was just... And that was just period. That was permanent. Yeah. That was black or red permanent, right? Oh, that was right? really good, yeah. That was a really good card. <laughs> yeah, now, the the green and the red ones are the two best by a mile. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the green one is great. Yeah, I'm just going to say what um, the green one is. One in the green, destroy target yeah. blue or black non-creature permanent, which is what yeah, those decks tend good. to play right now. Uh, so take that, Ashiok. Or uh, permanence you control can't be the target of blue or black spells your opponents control this turn. So take that bile Take that bile yeah. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is... Uh, uh, I can see this seeing sideboard play in modern. Easy. Sure, sure. Now, um... The rending volley. Go ahead and read that too. I, I it's so, combust for one mana. Well, it's four damage. So it doesn't kill a siege rhino, which is relevant. It is. It is. But uh, this. But it's really good. I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's combust for one red mana, but it's four damage. And you know what though? Can't be counted. This this is the card that can kill Dragon Lord Atarka. Or no, I'm sorry, Dragon Lord Ojutai. When it's attacking. Yep. Because, like I said, you untap with it. You've got the five mana up that you can use to protect it. But not if they have Rending Volley. Because Rending Volley will kill it. They can't counter it. Nope. Yep. So there you go. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. This will see modern play. Like inside, you think so? inside boards. Yeah. Okay. Sure, this replaces sure. Combust. No, re- no. In modern, I think so. No. Yeah. No, because Siege Rhino, you can see he's playing Modern 2. And you need to deal with Siege Rhino, dude. Uh, I think Combust is mostly for... No, 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 stop it. No, you don't bring in Combust for Siege Rhino. You bring in Combust for um, Deceiver Exarch. I know, I know. And that does hit Deceiver Exarch. It's true. Yeah, no, this replaces Combust and Modern. Sure. I'm not going to argue with you. I agree. Yeah, these are all going to see play except for the blue and the white one, maybe. I think the blue one will see play. All right. Dragon Whisperer, which I actually confused Steven in the notes because I wrote it as Horse Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 2-2 for Red Red. It's a Human Shaman. It's a Mythic Rare. One Red, Dragon Whisperer gains flying until end of turn. One and a Red, Dragon Whisperer gains one plus one plus O oh until end of turn. And Formidable, 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 four Red Red. Put a 4-4 four, four red dragon, must be French or something, put a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Activate this ability only if you have Formidable. Dragon Master Outcast was a, was a pretty awesome card when it was standard legal. I actually didn't see much play when it was standard legal. It was kind of more of a thing in Commander than anything else, but it was still an awesome card. Mono Red Devotion. Yeah. I guess that's a thing, huh? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, yeah. if, if Mono Red Devotion is a thing, then this is like a card that probably led to it being enabled. Because it doesn't have any good options for two drops other than Eidolon of the Great Revel. And this is also like just a great mana sink for all that Nykthos mana. Yeah, true. Oh man, Nykthos with... Oh man, that's really good. Mono Red Devotion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... It's coming back. I think so. I agree. And I, th- I think, yeah, this is play. And yeah, whoa. All right. Solemgar Scorn. Blue, blue. <laughs> Instant, as an additional cost to cast Silimgar's Scorn, you may reveal a dragon card. Dragon Lord Ojutai. From your hand. Yeah, that's what it should say. But anyway, go ahead. Counter target spell unless its controller pays one. If you revealed a dragon card. Dragon Lord Ojutai. Or. I'm trying to just edit. I'm I'm trying to do the editing now. Sure. Because it might as well just say that. I'm sorry. Go (laughs) Go on. Sorry. Or controlled a dragon as you cast. Lord Ojutai. Silumgar's Scorn, <laughs> counter that spell instead. So if you have a dragon in your hand or a dragon on the battlefield, this is counter spell, period. 
This is, Hate this it. is exactly what control decks needed. Like, Hate it. Like, even the little tempo-y, like, you know, unless you pay one or whatever. Hate it. It's great. Yeah, it's going to see play. What do you want? Obviously playable. Four of. Mm. Blue X control. Maybe four of. Four of. Eh, they're not going to run that many dragons. Doesn't matter. Four of. Two of. You really think? Yeah, two. Okay. All right. I, our only argument is in the number of copies. So, there you go. Cool. So, we've got more on this spoiler, but we're just out of time. Um, Set's too big. We probably talk about too many cards. We probably talk about way too many cards that aren't any good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the bad ones, just be like, this is bad. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, this weekend is the SCG Open in Fort Worth. Uh Steven is choosing to party instead of go because that's good podcast material. And and I'm going to go at least to day one um, and play standard. I was really, really hoping uh, to go day two regardless of making day two. Um, But um, at this point, just dependent on if my buddy Ryan makes day two. I guess if I make day two, I'll have to figure out something if Ryan doesn't make it. Um, but we're going to go play day one. Uh, we might be going day two, but we're definitely just playing standard. I'm playing green-white devotion. Uh, like I said, I've been trying to figure out a way to squeeze an Ugin or two in there, which might be crazy. It is. But I feel like I really want it. I feel like I want, like, one or two of them. Maybe sideboard. I don't know. No, none. 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 You think none? I need a sweeper, man. Why? For tokens. Make a bunch of manifest guys. That's what your deck does. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Well, anyway, that was that's my that was my initial thing. I might just, you know, do the smart move and leave it as it is, which is which I'm not good and at. Adding a Johnny Steadfast to the sideboard. I can see that. I can totally see that in the sideboard. But hey, you know, like I, I haven't had a lot of time to test. I have barely. My head has not been in standard at all in the last like I'd say even two months. Uh, so I guess best plan is to go in there with one of the best decks and, you know, in an archetype I'm already familiar with and just take my chances. So, yeah, sadly mine has, I've, <laughs> I've been playing lost here the last three or four weeks. Um, cause I think I only like standard when I think I have a, an advantage in deck selection. Like mm-hmm. I don't like just right. showing up with like the deck everyone's playing. That's like, that is the best. Like mm-hmm. I need a deck that has an advantage that's not being played. And right. for a little while I had that. So it had been mono red just constantly since the end of February. And I started playing um, the green, like it was Naya Devotion mm-hmm. with uh, Mastery of the Unseen that uh, I think Sam Black had posted. Then he po- he posted a green-white deck, which I was also playing. And then, yeah, that, that won the GP. So now I'm off of it. Right. Well, don't worry. There's lots of opportunities for you to make ridiculous decks coming up in the next oh, month. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great cards in the set. There are, there are. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this set. As much as I've been, like, ugh about it, I'm a big fan of them enabling blue-white control with this set. I'm okay with it because it's, it's one of the pillars, man. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, blue-black control is good. I'm not gonna deny that. The blue-black control deck got good. You know, um, it's a good choice right but, now, actually. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know though. Playing the green-white deck against it, it didn't feel like a good choice. It's it's still... There's not a lot of room for error when you're playing the blue-black deck, so there is with the green-white. 
it's very true. I plan on making a ton of errors this weekend. Well, best of luck. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so uh, next week we'll be back. We'll have the full spoiler. Um, expect another long one because that's just what we're doing right now. And until then, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. <laughs> With self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in the hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was never me, mug, right? Strike, Android thinking combined. Libro Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding me. I lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music with a Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.